0: Motherhood has been a really interesting topic and journey for us both. You know, as a same sex couple, um, as the parent of that did not biologically, is not biologically related to my child, I, th- I think a lot about what that process and experience of motherhood means to me um, and how connected it needs to be to anything doing with biology or not. Yeah. Um, from a long time ago, we kind of envisioned a family where we might both biologically carry one of our children. Um, mm-hmm. And so as we approach the decision of what to do with that plan of like each carrying one, mm-hmm. um, it's it, like I've, I'm have i on a daily basis still kind of pondering like, do I actually want to be pregnant? Right. <laughs> do I want that experience? Right. Um, do I want the experience of like being biologically related to my child? Mm-hmm. Um, how important all, are all these factors right. in this decision?
1: This is Motherhood Sessions. I'm Dr. Alexandra Sachs. Today, we're talking to a couple we're calling Mia and Laura. Laura carried their three-year-old daughter, and they always imagined that Mia would get pregnant with their second child. But now that they're facing this decision, Mia is trying to figure out if she really wants to carry a baby after all, and what it would mean if she gave up that opportunity? Do you know if I were to ask you, do you wanna do you wanna carry a baby? Do you feel do you do you feel like that's something you want to do? Um,
0: I don't know. I mean, part of part of the question for me is around, um, you know, gen. Like, I, I think I've always been concerned around gender presentation. Um, you know, I'm like a masculine of center lesbian woman um i i wear mostly men's clothes um i was always like kind of cast as like tomboy growing up but but in my childhood and into like my adolescence there was always an emphasis on a, a bit of an emphasis on appearance i was put in dresses all through um and I fought it, and I was, you know, there's pictures of me at my first communion where I'm wearing this, like, white, my mom, like, made and, like, embroidered, like, made this beautiful white dress um, for my first communion, and then I got home, and I, my, like, presents were, like, a baseball mitt and a baseball bat, and I went upstairs and put on these, like, ratty gray sweatpants and, like, ratty, like, tennis shoes underneath the dress and, like, ran around the yard, which I feel like, is kind of a, a symbolic mm-hmm. to a lot of my uh, like my kind of childhood, where I was trying to find this way to exist as I really wanted to be, and still maintain the um, the kind of appearance that others expected of me. Yeah, it's taken me a long time, I think, in my own journey of, of self and identity to find that kind of nice spot that I feel like that <laughs> between fashion and just you know and the way that I choose to express myself with my gender. Um, and I know that like the, the experience of being pregnant would make I fear and I, I'm pretty sure that th- this fear would be <laughs> warranted with that I would feel a kind of outside of my body a lot or my body would not feel like my own and not just because it was carrying another person, but that it would um, make me feel very kind of alien to myself. So, So
1: you're kind of seeing yourself as not enjoying it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't think I would. I think I would feel kind of like, get me out of this. Yeah.
1: Laura, do you, um, when you initially discussed this, I'll have a baby, then you'll have a baby, was a part of you like, I don't really see Mia. (laughs) I don't really know. I don't know if Mia would like having a baby. Like, did it ever occur to you that maybe? Maybe I would have both. No, no, no. Just that maybe why would she want to do it?
2: I think. Back then, I, I was actually just thinking, too, about even, like, gender expression. Like, when did you last have long hair? Because there was a while where I would have shorter hair and she'd have longer hair and, like, this long, thick brown hair that we would, like, twist into braids. And there are still pictures that are not too far away of you in, like, in a, in like a dress, like a serious dress. But it's so it seems now so much further away mm-hmm. from where we're standing now. And that makes me think a little bit that like when we started this process your relationship to also a feminine outward appearance was still not that distant and so imagining you in maternity clothes wasn't
1: as mm-hmm.
2: as as hard almost for me as it is now so
1: seeing her now how she's comfortable in her own skin now how do you imagine her i i worry about like i do worry about it a little bit like i have i have a little fear around um i have a
2: fear around like about like this the thing that you spoke about, about being like that you would feel kind of like a oh, i like I really wanted this and now I don't really want this. And that feeling of being kind of in the moment and being like, why did I decide to do this? And that that's like a I do have a worry about your relationship to your body and how that would change in pregnancy and how that would make you feel. Um
0: I share that. What's that like to hear? Um, I mean, I think, I think it's, I think it's, I think she knows me really well. And hearing her say that is like really honest. Um, And I think she knows like moments of smaller versions of that. Like when, you know, time of the month and like, you know, my boobs get too like bigger than they normally are. And I'm, and she hears me like, like, ah, like I don't like the kind of, manifestation of my femininity in those moments. Mm. And so like pregnancy is like the <laughs> hyper
1: example of that. Yeah. It may be hard to to articulate or maybe not and maybe easy to articulate. What does it feel like for you when you are having your period or premenstrual and your breast change? Like you said it feels ah, what is what is that like? Hmm. Um it's it's more discomfort um it's
0: because it, it it just it feels like um it's a it's a part of my body that i try to kind of minimize and cover up and um and then when it's harder to do so mm-hmm. it's like frustrating to me um that that it's that i i think because and this is how i've kind of Come to terms with it. It's not, I don't wish I had a man's body, which is why I haven't transitioned. Like, I don't want, like, I don't think I want to be in that other box, right? Yeah. But I do think I exist kind of in the middle um, of the spectrum. And yeah. so when the, when like my, when my breasts swell, it's harder to exist in the middle. Yeah. And, and it's, it feels, it feels like I'm not in control at that moment of how, or it's just like, it's a, just a harder moment of it that it's just like, ugh, you know, I want to get back to who I am and and that belief that I can exist where I want to exist.
1: I wanted to hear a little bit about your process getting to know and bonding with your daughter Hmm. in, in light of this thing about how you imagined it would feel to bond with a baby who you didn't birth, who wasn't biologically connected Mm -hmm. to you. Was it immediate that you felt like she, you were a mother Mm -hmm. or when did it, when did it really kind of start to start to click for you? Um, I
0: think that, uh, I don't know exactly there was like one moment that really felt like a clicking moment. Um, I think the motherhood, especially those like infancy moments, for me, there was a ton of bonding that happened over like this project. We jokingly called her the science project, right? That we were like not sure... How any of that, no matter what you read or what people tell you, like you're like, I don't know what is gonna happen in the next four hours, um, let alone the next like four weeks. Yeah. And and kind of being in that with, with with you and with our daughter, um, all the time, I feel like you you bond, like you and that that other kind of intellectual debate that I'd been having with myself around, oh, she's not biologically related to me, like did just really started to fall away. Um, And I think that I was really happy in that role as your like support, supportive partner. I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed and I am continuing to enjoy my experience of motherhood as it stands, right? Which should, it seems like now saying like that should inform like, Anything more than like I don't know, all this kind of worry and anxiety and all all the contemplating of different options like I like I really like the experience we've had so far. Why not replicate it? you were also and you were also so
2: good at it, you know, like it's like you took enjoyment at it, but like it was. it was so many things that like like I was just thinking about being this, you know, in the first weeks when we were home together, like as this new family and just me figuring out motherhood and figuring out this crazy postpartum body and just how, um, like, what a, like, I just remember thinking about, like, also the, the way in which you, like, just nestled into that space of, like, caretaking not only for our newborn but also for me. And I think about that often, about, like, you call me a nurturer, but how much you are a nurturer for me.
0: Hmm.
2: And thinking about, like, I do have a relationship to that that I would be like, well, it would be really interesting to be on the other side of that. <laughs> But like it was such this, you took care so well of both a pregnant mom and then a, a new mom, and I think about that selfishly, right? <laughs> of like, of like, were we to do it again, like, damn straight, I'd want you to, be, <laughs> I'd want you to be
1: like, you know. And it's it's no less of an important role. I mean, that is the traditional role of fathers, and they're important. Yeah, Mia. Do you feel like you're missing out on anything in your relationship with your daughter?
0: In my relationship with her, I don't, I don't think so. I, I'm at a stage right now where I don't feel any difference between us as far as who's more of—nobody's more of a mother or even that different of a mother based on anything that's ha- like that's led us up to this point, whether yeah. it's breastfeeding or carrying or whatever.
2: Yeah, and I forget that like I don't even know why I even like entertain it, but I like do sometimes look at them together, like sitting on the couch. Like yesterday when she woke up in her whale pajamas, or I don't know if it was that morning. No, it was yesterday, and the way she just was like extended on you, and I I forget that I forget that there wasn't some sort of physiological chemistry, <laughs> yeah, physiology, whatever. There wasn't actual that there wasn't a scientific making of her that consisted of you and me you know i i don't know i forget that so
1: right and and i think that in identifying that that it's not about the scientific making and that the the biology and bonding don't work that way you've learned that as a family and mia you've you've named today quite clearly the reasons why you're, you you are not sure you would like physically carrying a baby. So I I guess considering that you have a system that has worked so well, where where are you getting stuck in in wondering if you should do it differently, do it it this other way? Yeah. Well, I think watching Lauren go, Lauren
0: was also the kind of like pregnant woman who like loved it and like, it was just this experience that, like, she glowed and, like, she light she li- I don't know, she, like, liked the prenatal vitamins or whatever. She just, everything <laughs> fit when she was pregnant. And I got to, like, kind of watch that and just be amazed by it and get to support. And even through childbirth, I was, I think, the moment of childbirth, I, getting to be present at the birth and just say, like, this is an incredible thing that we're able to do as a woman and, um, as kind of a more male identity, like male presenting women, woman, there's a lot of times where I don't feel like really a lot of thankfulness and, you know, gratitude for being female. Um, but I think in that moment, I was like, wow, well I've been putting up with all of the hard parts of being female and that is a really like an amazing thing that we can do. And I feel like I want that. Yeah. Um, and I want to have that experience. Um, and so, wondering down the road if I would look back and say like you know I had a shot at that experience why didn't why didn't I take it um and then my parents have said and I don't remember exactly when it was but I think my dad after I a farewell after I came out he did say to me he's like well I always wanted I always like you know I always felt like I wanted to see what you're Child would be like, and um, and I think my dad has has said that at least once. And Mm. it's hard because you're like, that's a you don't want to let your parents down, no matter how old you are, especially around something that big. So it is hard to sort through like, what is this is my attachment to that idea, and what if it is like external pressure um, from your family, from my family around that
1: idea. What's your sense of why your dad wants you to? have a baby yourself?
0: My dad had five daughters. Uh, I was the closest that he had to, like, a son. Mm. Um, And while—and through the years, there's been lots of jokes of, like, there's never supposed to be a favorite, but I think that that, that—my, like, (laughs) masculine identity as a child actually really had made a very strong bond between my father and me. And, um— and we've tried to downplay it our whole lives but i think he like he i don't know i th- i haven't actually asked him cuz i don't know if i want to know i don't know i don't know if i want to peel back the layers of that cuz i'm it kind of makes me cringe as i like face this decision um what but, what about it makes you cringe um i don't yeah i don't want to i don't want to disappoint him you know i think i, I and i don't I can also kind of understand there is something very beautiful about the, like, I think kind of like primal about this kind of people having their lineage, you know, and and I don't think it's like, my parents are not like as traditional as to be like, we need a son, you know, or anything like that. It's just, I yeah. think there's a lot of this like joy in seeing jeans passed on or something, or like seeing yourself in... Like, or is there, he would maybe get to see part of himself in, in a mm-hmm. grandchild.
1: Did your parents talk to you about, well, what about having kids when you told mm-hmm. them you were gay?
0: Yeah. Well, so I think um, I, you know, in college I came out um, kind of midway through college. Um, and that was kind of both an incredible and like a really <laughs> difficult experience. Um because it challenged that ability to like be who I others wanted me to be and who I was supposed to be, um, and so that's when the kind of like difficult parts of the journey. I would say even with my family relationships, um, it was not like an instant like whatever makes you happy kind of thing. Um, there was a lot of concern around how it would appear to to ex, you know extended families and and, so, and and also just challenging the what you think. You know the who you think your child is, um, which I think is hard for a lot of parents of queer kids. Um, and so, um, towards the end of college, um, I started kind of going into a more just like a I would say, like, <laughs> I started to just explore it a little more. I shaved my head at one point. Um, and my, I mean, my I love my mom, but she like tried to like she in a very dramatic moment, um, which we laugh about now. Like ran back, got my sister's like blonde wig because my sister had done a lot of like acting and stuff, and tried to like put it on my head. Wow. Um, and things things got said like, oh, why you know, it's, it's essentially like your your hair's so nice. Like, why'd you have to cu- like why'd you have to make it ugly? Kind of things. Things like things got said like that. Um, in these moments of challenging
1: acceptance and like who people really are. Do you think that there's something about kind of wanting to do this in this traditional way, like have a baby and be a mother where you feel like, I don't know. I think some people feel like they have wounds from just having had the sense that their parents were disappointed Mm -hmm. by, you know, some part of their coming out process, and or that you had to walk them through it, even, um, and that this would be somehow like repairing that, or kind of s- some communication to your parents. Hmm.
0: I think sometimes in our co- this conversation around the, like my being a parent, um, sometimes I think I worry too, and hearing hearing myself say things, that, that there's something about, like, pride and and being able to get to the place that I am to want to, like, I don't know if there's some aspect of, like, proving people that I could still do that even yeah. after all of this. I do think maybe as a moment of, like, res- like as an example of resilience, perhaps, mm-hmm. that that could be, um, mm-hmm. that, like, the the ability to go forth and, like, be carry a child and have a child in that way could be an emblematic of kind of that resilience yeah, and just like, like that ability to prove people wrong sort of i mean yeah. i think there's been you know ever nobody comes comes out without having to prove a little bit of something to someone sure um but i don't but I think that's also where I want to catch myself and say, like, I don't have to prove anything. I don't have to prove anything to my current daughter, to my partner, to my in-laws or to my own parents. Like, um, I really th- would rather go at it from, like, I'm doing this because this is going to make me feel good and feel right and make us feel good and feel right in our family
1: structure. Um, do, uh, do you think it will make you feel good and feel right?
0: I don't think I, I think I'm getting to the place where I, I definitely don't think that i that I need that I need the pregnancy or the childbirth to to feel like complete in my pursuit of either motherhood or of of being. Um, and and I think that my relationship with my child as it currently stands, doesn't even make me feel like I need the biological relationship to feel like a mother in a f- really full and like powerful way. Um, I don't I'm not le- I'm leaning and like I'm leaning towards thinking not, thinking that 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 this experience of motherhood has, has been really fulfilling so far.
1: Motherhood Sessions is a production of Gimlet Media. It's produced by Peter Bresnan. Our editors are Devin Taylor and Nazanin Rafsanjani. Music and mixing by Emma Munger. We'll have a brand new episode next week. I'm 42. I'm a single mom. I intentionally, you know, had a child on my own, and so because of that, I just feel like like an other. You know, I'm like an other. <laughs> And I mean, while like most times I'm like, yes, I'm an other, that's me, and I'm proud of that other. At the same time, like it's sometimes I'm like, no, I don't want to be other.